All right. Well, welcome. Thank you all for joining us. Um, we are so thrilled to welcome Todd Graves to our Loving Leadership Podcast. Um, Todd, we're thrilled for you to be with us and share your insights with us and as, as we explore what loving leadership is all about. So we just can't thank you enough for joining oh, us. Oh, well, I, I appreciate to be on. I consider it a privilege to talk to leaders in healthcare, uh, especially during these times of COVID-19. Um, I can say I can speak from the general population that we all can't thank you all enough for the leadership you have done over this just really crazy time. Um, Y'all have been on the front lines and it has not let up. And um, we understand the long hours and just all the sacrifices you made to keep everybody safe. So this is, this is, uh, I'm happy to do this today and hopefully uh, uh, some people get something out of it. This is my thank you to the frontline workers. Oh, well that, you don't even know how that makes us feel. I know when we called to ask, Nicole and I said, well, I wonder. And, you know, one of our colleagues, Patrice LeBranch, often says, you'll never get to yes if you don't ask the question. <laughs> so it was like, well, let's go ask. So so we're going to dive right into it. And we we know a lot about you and um, our, our listeners know a lot about you. But one of the things that we want to start with in this in this discussion is your title. And you were very intentional and have been very intentional about your title, that you are not just a CEO. I think on your business card, it says CEO, fry cook, cashier. So can you talk to us a little bit about the intentionality and, and how that came to be? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's actually the title's founder, chairman, CEO, fry cook, cashier. <laughs> and uh, it's really just a play you know, to add all those other titles, right. You know, of that, what we really are in the company, what I am, I'm a fry cook and cashier. That's, that's, that's really what my job is. You're right. Yeah. My, even though my responsibilities have changed in leading a company now full of 25,000 fry cooks, fry cooks and cashiers, which is really hard for me to believe now. Um, and that's mm -hmm. growing, right. We just continue to grow and add great people to share my dream. But I wanted everybody to stay focused on the fact that that's what we are. We're Fry Coast cashiers, and that's what we do. And we serve, we serve our customers a great tasting quality chicken finger meal, and we do a great customer service. So, you know, as you grow and you have to add a lot of different layers of administration, um, you know, all the things you have to do to continually grow a company is I want everybody to stay focused on what we are and what we do, right? And so... If you come into Raising Cane's, let's say I have a large corporate office and we don't call corporate office, call a restaurant support office because we're here to support the restaurants. And so if you come in, you get hired. Let's say it's, you come in, you're going to be a Raising Cane's accountant. Well, you spend your first two weeks on the job in a restaurant, learning the restaurant, getting trained, being a cashier and a fry cook. So you understand what's mm -hmm. going on in the restaurant and you have empathy towards the position and you'll be focused on what we're focused on, you know, that is taking care of the fry cooks and cashiers who are serving our customers right now in my drive-thrus, right, at um, over 500 mm -hmm. locations. And so I wanted to take that and make it so that person that comes in accounting after they come in and they, they get that training, then they can get their business card. And the title is, you know, Raising Cane's accounting, accountant, fry cook and cashier. And that's mm -hmm. every position in the company to keep that focus. Um, and then they go through retraining every year to make sure we are stay trained and we understand that connection with the restaurant. So I have it on my business card. I have it on my shirt. Everyone, everybody has a Raising Cane's shirt, you know, a manager polo. 
and all the sleeves, everybody says mm-hmm. fry cook and cashier. So I just uh, I want to reiterate that. I love that. And it, it, it is I, what caught me, though, Todd, was when you said it was your dream, right? And this idea of vision and and making that come this to this reality and, and being a fanatic about it. Just this is what this is who we serve. Be very clear. It's, and, I mean, everyone knows the one love. I mean, that that brand has resonated with so many people it did one love come before the idea for the the titling did one love come after what what does that one love mean to you yeah you know um we so the titling came early on uh, you know, kind of over the same time right so when you're when you're a young growing company mm-hmm. especially in the food business man i mean you're just doing every job and everybody is while you're growing the company right and then once you get kind of a separate office that's supporting the restaurants that's what i wanted to keep the culture there's so many people in our industry to where the cultures are different in their office versus the restaurants and i'll give you key examples like you go to their office for rest some restaurant companies and they're all wearing suits and ties right then you go and they're talking about one thing and they're in board meetings talking about you know what are we gonna do in the next financing what are we gonna do in the next this that and the other and then you go to the restaurants and they got a bunch of people in polos and T-shirts, you know, and they're talking about customer service and these things. And so what I didn't want in my company is it grew because um, I built every aspect of it. Right. You know, I was the original fry cooking cashier. Mm-hmm. I didn't want these separate cultures. So that's why we set up a restaurant support office. And we wanted that to go. go and we wanted that to resonate with our, our, our crew in our restaurants. So we're all talking the same language anyway. But I started seeing that happen. Um, around the same time we started getting bigger and setting offices at the same time too, as I got a little more sophisticated. So one love came before I did the titling thing. Um, when we were, when we got to the eighth location in Baton Rouge and I really knew where I wanted to grow canes and came with a vision in my head, uh, we built a prototype unit in Lafayette is our ninth location. This was back, I guess, 2000 ish. I think around 2000 and, um, and the goal or 2001. Anyway, the goal of that was not just to have like a prototype from a from a design standpoint, right? It was totally, you know, it was it was like, what is our marketing plan? We didn't have a marketing plan, you know. We didn't have formalized training and 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 all those things you really need to grow an organization. So, um, so at that point, I worked with some people on our, our on our marketing, right? And and I wanted a way. And obviously, you know, slogan works for businesses. That's proven. And I wanted to come up with a cool way to say, you know, we're, we're all about our quality chicken finger meals. And so, you know, we went through different reiterations and they helped me, they helped me with it. It was really great because we were actually, we're out outdoors. We're talking and they're like, you know, it's something like fast, fing, fresh fingers fast or da da da. But they're like, that's cheesy. We know, but it's doing, you know, I'm like, no, we just do one thing. We do one thing. I have one love. And we, and managers, we used to email each other at the end of our, end of our thing, like, look, Hey, Shift was fine last night. You're going to have to get some more change in the bank in the morning, you know, whatever, whatever. And you end it one love Todd or one love Dan or one love whoever. And so I was like, one thing, and they're like, I love that. That one thing, let's say Raising Cane's one. I'm like, let's do one love because we always, that's about what we're about. So, so that became what we talked about. And, and really it's the one love is about talking about their quality chicken finger meals. It's we focus on one yeah. thing. We do it better than anybody else. Right. You know, and it's about that yep. love of that. And it does. But organizationally, everybody is always talking about we also have our love for this, that and the other. So love's a big word in our business. Love it. That, that's really fascinating because you think about, you know, 
what you do and being in the, 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 the quick service um, food industry and how love has a place there. Um, and you can tell you're very passionate about what you do, about who you serve. Um, I'm wondering, what, what do you really love about being a leader? Oh, man, a lot. You know, I, I think it's better I start with what I don't like about being a leader. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, you know, you all are experienced, all the leaders that I'm talking to this podcast, I think you're all experiencing, you know, what I'm experiencing too. You know, when you're the leader, you know, it's, it's, you're the one that's motivating everybody. You're the one that's being the rock for everybody. You're the one that's being constant for everybody. And all leaders are humans too. So, you know, at times it gets really hard. You know, sometimes I wish... I had somebody, you know, when I get up in the morning after a few hours of sleep, I wish I had somebody that motivated me. Hey, come on, we're going to kick butt today. Come on, we're all one team together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that one person, and, and also times not to feel like you got the big weight on your back because I feel like I'm responsible mm -hmm. for 25,000 people, you know, it's, it's all right. my crew. Mm -hmm. And then I'm responsible for everybody, millions of customers we're feeding. Like I feed people's children, you know, and that's a big right. responsibility and I employ people's children. So on those things is, you know, I just wanted to talk about the reality of the, of the hard parts of leadership that we're all getting, especially during this COVID-19 time. I mean, I'm sure all the leaders I'm talking to right now know exactly what I'm talking about. But mm -hmm. on the things that I love about the leadership is, you know, it's just an absolute privilege. It's an absolute privilege mm -hmm. to be able to lead people and influence their lives in a positive way. You know, it's 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 that is, you know, this, this isn't a job for me. It's my calling. It's my purpose. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God made me good at this so I could do right by people, you know. And so it's mm -hmm. something as interesting as chicken fingers, as trivial as that would sound, chicken fingers, you know what I mean? But it's like he made me good at chicken fingers and leadership of the chicken <laughs> finger army, you know. And so uh, anyway, so it's just a privilege to influence people in a positive way. It's my small way in the world I can give back. Um, you know, a lot of people's first jobs, I mean, actually – most people's first job is in the restaurant business and, mm -hmm. and, and retail. Mm -hmm. So we have an opportunity and a big responsibility to take new people on and show them values, but working hard and having fun and all these things that they'll carry on with them to other, other places. So that's what I like most about leadership. That, that's great. I mean, you really talk a lot about, you know, gifts and talents. That's really important to us and our, our ministry work and, and what we do and, and caring for people. And you, you've mentioned your culture several times. Clearly, that's that's very important to you. You've been very intentional on building that culture and obviously been able to scale it. Um, that's that's always a challenge in any any business and industry. I'm, I'm curious, how do you describe your culture what are the words you use to describe your culture yeah i mean our when i when i, when I explain to people uh, i say our culture is built on appreciation and mm. that's the root of all of it so you know i had this idea you know in college and and uh you know got the worst grade in the business planning class which is hilarious it's only a b minus though it wasn't like <laughs> like it was a failing grade and the t and the professor is a really nice guy and uh we've been in contact since then too so but you know the idea was just hey fast food that time to his credit it was adding where it was going was it was adding variety and adding healthy menu options that's where it was going mm. so he says you wrote a good you know wrote a good plan it was me and craig Silvey wrote the plan said you wrote a good plan but you know you're not doing where the industry's going so anyway but long story short you know then didn't get money from the banks you know couldn't get a loan don't blame them either um and mm -hmm. then so to raise money i had to go out and you know work as a boiler maker in refineries in Los Angeles and across the country. I went commercial fished in Alaska, came back, reconstructed the 
first raising canes, Northgates, the mothership with my own hands. And anyway, all this stuff was so hard. And when my crew, original crew came and, and, and they came work with me, and these are all college students. I'm two years out of college. These are like my peers. Mm-hmm. But they worked so hard because they knew, and I didn't know what I was doing. And they worked, they, they came to get a part-time job, you know, 20 hours a week. They worked, I'm not kidding you, 60 to 80. You know, it's like I didn't staff it enough and all this stuff. But they were they were making sure my dream was going to be okay. And the first month we made $30. You know, it was $30. But that was a really big deal because I could actually pay my crew, you know, I could actually make payroll. I could actually pay my rent. I could actually pay my food people. So I was overjoyed. Mm. And that's where that just appreciation dug in. So when you have a culture of appreciation, you stay with that and you appreciate your crew, then you're going to be a fracker cashier and the things you're going to do is going to go to, you know, making their jobs better. You're going to appreciate your customers. You're going to give them the best customer service you can and you're going to appreciate your communities and you're going to give back. Mm. So this is interesting because I, I heard you earlier talk a little bit about, you know, the weight of the decisions that you have to make as a CEO. And I think anybody who's in that, you're, you're making sure that we, we think in our healthcare that we're serving those most in need. And we've often said our own team members can be the ones that are most in need as far as putting a roof over their head. So we're making these decisions, right? And then you talk, so the responsibility of that. And then, man, I just love this whole appreciation thing. It's not the bank's fault because I think some people can get in a pattern of saying the, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair. So instead of saying, okay, it's not the bank's fault, this appreciation. So Todd, when you're, and we talk to our leaders about making decisions through the lenses or the filters of our values that are really important Mm -hmm. to us. So it's not lost on us. And if anybody has driven by one of your restaurants on Super Bowl Sunday up on that kind of marquee, you clearly state we are going to close early for our team members. So when you talk to us about that, how do you make that decision knowing you might be losing some revenue from a traditional business model? But where does that appreciation fall into that? Yeah, yeah. So that one is just very simply, if I'm not going to work on Super Bowl Sunday because I want to spend time with my family and friends enjoying the game, then I don't expect them to work either. That makes sense. So, look, I'm good working nights, weekends, all these times. But, look, Christmas morning, I'm going to be with my family. Christmas Mm. Eve, I am too. You know, New Year's Eve, I'm going to celebrate with our friends. And anyway, so – you know, I don't work every night. I don't work every weekend, right? You know, but but I've worked plenty of mm-hmm. nights. I work plenty of weekends. So we're open those days. But days I know that that I wouldn't work, you know, and that I know they don't want to work, then I'm not going to do it, right? So that was just going down, and that comes down because if you appreciate your people, then you're 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 not going to do it that way. Now, look, other businesses, I'm not knocking because they do, you know what I mean? That they have a different yeah. model, so it's not that. But just clearly because of that is just since look, they they know they know whenever they're working, Todd's probably working too. You know, or are that deal is, but but they're not. We're all one team <laughs> together. Well, that, oh, oh no, that's interesting, right? If I'm working, they if, if they're working, they know that I'm working side by side. And we we have obviously in healthcare, we're we're not going to close a lot of our hospitals down on a Sunday, um, and so we have to work those holidays. But what we hear from our team members is the appreciation when they see our leaders 
present. So do you, do you, do you round with your different locations? Do you try to make a point to get out and see those different locations when your time can Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it started off, I was, you know, go visit every restaurant, but then obviously with growth and having 500 restaurants, what I do is market visits and, you know, I just got back from a market visit in Dallas. So a little different now because we got to stay really socially distanced and, you know, mask up and everything like that is. But when I go into a market, we'll pick a restaurant where people can come out and I'll spend two times during the day where people come out. And we can actually spend time together. And then also with that being the presence part of it as well is is that, um, you know, like if I'm if I'm in Dallas and I did a video and for everybody, hey, I'm here out the Dallas crew goes out our hot schedule, which is actually all 25,000 crew members see. Right. So. Using technology yeah. to show people, right? This communication has really been helpful for us. But but the appreciation has pretty much stayed consistent. The the way you deliver it has exactly. Had to change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Todd, I'm wondering too, you know, your, your menu hasn't changed. It's been one love from the beginning. You know, it's, it's been about chicken fingers, but you've, you've remained relevant in a very, very competitive space over the years. You've, you've, you've shown continued growth in this, in this changing industry. So I'm wondering, you know, what's the, what's the secret sauce, if you will, you know, this is kind of my, my underlying way to ask for your recipe. Not really, but really, you know, is there, is there a secret sauce? What do you, what do you kind of attribute that to? Uh, you know, so that's funny, the secret sauce component. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so for us, I mean, our secret sauce as far as product and, you know, it comes out we do is that we haven't changed, right? And it's, and that's, that's what I think is so special about Kings is, right, I have literally not to change the menu for almost 25 years now. And so, I mean, look, I haven't even, I haven't even added dessert and I'm not anti-dessert. I just haven't <laughs> focused on it. You know, I'm focused on delivering quality products. So I think that's the antithesis, right? And, and that we've stayed focused on that one love and that we're not trying to be all things to all people. We're just doing what we do exceptionally well while we continue to grow, which is, which is a lot of work. So I, I really think that's as far as a concept wise, that's the secret sauce. Now, in other ways that mm-hmm. we have evolved as we've gone along is, right, you know, just marketing is a key example. You know, we did traditional marketing once we could start affording it, radio, TV, billboards, you know, all that good stuff. And those are all still viable options. But, you know, recently we have a real big young following. And, you know, since social media has taken on, we've had to learn that and get in that game mm-hmm. and use our same creative and our same brand, brand voice. And but 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 do it over new channels. And so that's where we're like, hey, look, we're, we're sticking with our one love quality chicken for your meals. But as a company, we need to evolve and use technology to get better. You know, like just even down to touchless payments and all these things we're working on now, mobile, mm. all these things that are about even this COVID environment. So I think it's actually a safer way to deliver food and, and through payment transactions. We're going to continue to be on the forefront on technology on those ends, but keeping our same one love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really it's really interesting that you've you kind of stayed true to who you are, but certainly responding to those um, kind of where things are going and innovating and constantly kind of looking to keep it fresh, but very clear on who you are from a from a brand perspective and who your people are and that that intention that Kelly talked about and those filters that you use filters of appreciation those have not have not wavered. And so I think you see that in some of those things that you do, for example, closing early and doing those things that for your crew, the things that you do um, 
that you do in the community. So I know your, your leaders are, are clearly a, um, a key part of the managers who are in the restaurants representing your, um, your dream. Um, and you, you have, you know, new leaders coming in all the time, new managers as you open these new restaurants. Um, I'm wondering what, what advice do you give to your, to your new leaders starting out? What advice would you give to our new leaders who have, who've recently joined our, our organization? I mean, so for us, I mean, I actually have a, you know, like a 35 point document talks about being successful at Canes. Um, and so it's things like, you know, first we go over our mission, you know, our vision, mission, core values, non-negotiables. And we do this through the interview process, right? To see, you know, and to make sure they're aligned to that. It's okay if they're not, they just probably won't be successful if they're not aligned to those things. But then advice is when people are coming in, literally I have, um, I go over with them the leadership, you know, expectations and to be successful. And these are simple things like going back to the, to our uh, values, right? This is, you know, appreciation of your crew, customers and community, right? And so um, it's use of positive motivational management. I don't believe in the other way around. I believe positively motivating people, managing and leading them that way is the way to get people through, right? And you can do it in a tone that's let's kick butt, right? And so I learned that in the mm-hmm. restaurant when you're on game day after LSU and you've got this unbelievable amounts of business coming through. It's let's get it out. Come on, let's go. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We just messed up on that one. Let's, let's fix it. Let's get these going. You know, instead of going, what are y'all doing screwing up? You better get this right or I'm going to, who wants to work in that kind of environment, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it happens and you pull people from different parts for whether they're restaurant leaders or they're, they're coming for an off, you know, for, for a restaurant support office, an office job. And they came from different, different environments. Right. You know, so it's reminding that like, this is core to us, part of our DNA, explaining the how and the why, right. Mm-hmm. You don't just tell people what to do. You explain mm-hmm. to them what we're trying to accomplish, how we're going to do it and why we're going to do it and then get their input. Right. And I think it's too, another big thing about leaders is that it's, it's, it is okay to make mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, you're not pushing yourself or the business and whatever you do is. And my thing is just let's admit our mistakes and let's learn from them. So I make these things daily. Right. But I'm not trying to cover <laughs> up and do. And so when you create a culture of, Hey, you know, I messed up and look, I, you know, that, that was on me and I'm going to get, we're going to get better. Then you always get better. Right. And then if you can get better, obviously said what you should be doing. Right. But, but, but it's all about that. And so just all those things. So I think it's really defining what makes successful in us with all these years is that people to understand it. Um, yeah, core to that, but then well, they certainly... their own things. We want them to be their self. So let me give you a key example of that. In our restaurants, we have our service steps with our with our crew members, right? Like they they have to, you know, it's it's look. Here's our protocols, right? When they get to this to the sign, the drive through uh, board, we wanted to answer them it, like immediately, like within three seconds, and then we want to get their order right, and we want to thank them for their business, and da 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 da. Those service steps, but you get to be yourself along the way. You get to call them up to the board along. You get to greet them the way you want to. You get to say thank you the way you want to do. So that's where you get the, hey, 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 want some chicken today or chicken, 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 chicken. So in our business, you can be yourself within those general guidelines. So I, 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 Nicole and I are giving ourselves some thumbs up because this idea of being yourself, um, because if not, then it's just robotic Mm -hmm. and people are often will ask us, well, just tell us what to say. And we're like, we can give you general guidelines, but you have to use your own true self, your own authentic self and your gifts and talents. So, and it's interesting. And I know our time is coming close. And so 
this idea of um, appreciation and generosity. And so Todd, first of all, like you gave in a time when your schedule was so um, tight. And so that is not lost on us. We often pray the peace prayer of St. Francis. And there is a phrase in there that says, it is in giving that we receive. Mm-hmm. And we, all, we often talk to our leaders that when it is the hardest is actually when you are supposed to give. Because mm-hmm. giving, is like, so this whole theme of, man, when it's after the football game and we have to get in there and say, come on, we can do this. We can do this to be the motivator. So I just want you to know, as our time is coming, I, I know our leaders are going to so appreciate. We talk about extracting, adapting, and applying. And I know they're going to take away that here is this industry in chicken fingers, but the lessons that you are teaching your own team members and your crew members, I think is an ease. It's a, it's a parallel run for us. So first, thank you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Um, we have our hospitals in Louisiana and Mississippi that we hope to throw you a little one love. <laughs> and, um, and just thank you. Really, thank you. I don't think we can say it oh, enough for just spending a little time. Well, like I said, it's my privilege. Um, the healthcare leaders, and I know we're talking to over seven seven hundred uh, right now, yeah. and can't we mm-hmm. can't thank you all enough for how you're keeping our community safe between Louisiana and Mississippi. So it was my privilege to do so. Well, we're going to keep at it if you promise to keep at it. And we're going to keep on bringing our truth. Yeah. Be, uh, so as we come to the close with our leaders on our, um, our podcast, um, we want you to remember. To keep loving. And to keep leading. Thank you. Thank you.